Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. We welcome you, those of you who are joining us by television, and those of you joining us at airjesus.com. Stay tuned to today's message. I just want to share a particular habit sometimes, a bad habit sometimes that we get caught in, and, and I want to just share some things with you to help you get out of it. If you will, open your Bibles up to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 5. Let's read five verses in unison. Ready? Read. Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged, and with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, <clears throat> but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of thine eye? And behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. And so I just want to use simply just two words as a subject. Don't judge. Don't judge. Jesus makes it very simple. He makes it very plain and very clear not to judge. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't judge. And he didn't really give any qualifications. He didn't say, well, maybe in certain circumstances or maybe if it's something that someone did that was bad enough or, you know, he didn't give. He just simply said, don't judge, don't judge. And so he's actually speaking about a, a, a attitude, a wrong attitude or a wrong spirit that we can have if we're not careful and it's really a spirit of criticizing. It's a spirit of criticizing. It's a spirit of fault finding. It's a spirit of being negative and destructive toward people. And we're all uh, a prey to this. I, I don't care how good we are. The best of us, we have all been guilty of judging others and and uh, criticizing people, talking about people. In fact, I was talking about somebody, I'm sure, yesterday, if not today. <laughs> you know, talking about people, it makes for good conversation. It's a lot of fun. It's enjoyable. You know, it's hard. It's, honestly, you try it. Try going a full day without talking about somebody. You find out you have very little to talk about. <laughs> and so we have, we have become accustomed to using this as a, a means of uh, conversation and, and because it's fun, it's enjoyable to talk about people. And so we're all guilty of this. And, uh, you know, it can be little instances. I've, I've been in restaurants and I've looked at people. I've been in buffets and I've looked at people in the buffet line. And I can, I, sometimes I've shaken my head that they don't need to be in the buffet. <laughs> this is the last place they need to <laughs> <laughs> and some of you all have done the same thing. That's why you're, you're left. <laughs> but we've all been guilty of, of judging, fault finding, criticizing. And that's really what he's saying. He's, 
It's a spirit. It's an attitude uh, of, of criticizing. Always having something bad to say about somebody. Seeking out other people's shortcomings and failures. Picking people apart. Condemning them. And so Jesus simply says, judge not. And in the, in the Greek, that particular, those two words in the Greek, judge not, is translated, do not speak or think ill of, decide against, or condemn. Don't speak ill of anyone. Don't decide against anyone. Don't condemn anyone. And so the Holy Spirit said to me, he said simply, he said, instead, find something good to say about somebody. Find something good. We can easily replace our negative, critical, condemning words when we're talking about people or gossiping about people or picking people apart. Find something good to say about them instead. So you can keep talking about people, just change what you're saying. That ought to give you some relief. <laughs> you can keep talking about folks, but just change what you're saying. Find something good. And you'll find that it's an attitude. It's really an attitude. See, you don't see things the way they are. You see things the way you are. And so if you are of a positive mindset, if you are a positive person with a positive vibration and you exude a positive spirit, you will find something positive about everyone, no matter how bad they may seem or look. You will be able to pick out some positive quality or trait and just something good that you can say about anybody. Trust me, something good you can say about anybody. Even the devil, he is consistent. He's determined. He's, he's shrewd and savvy. See, you can say something good about anybody. And so when we, when we use our um, energies and our attitude and our spirit in a positive direction, instead of judging and criticizing and condemning and belittling people, but no, allowing something positive to flow out of us. Allow yourself to be a positive fountain where positive things are flowing out of you toward others. Um, there's, there's something that about it when you have this, um, when you have this fountain that's, that's flowing out of you toward other people, there's something that Jesus made mention of. He says simply, you know, how you judge other people, that's how you will be judged. So if you're talking bad about people, if you're hard on people and stern and critical, and if you, you know, if you're tough on people, well, life's going to be tough on you. You are issuing out your own sentence. Jesus allows us to give our own judgment. Because he said, how you judge others is exactly how you will be judged. He said, I'm going to use your yardstick, the same yardstick that you use to judge others. That'll be the yardstick that I'll use to judge your life. So it's interesting the setup that God gives us. He gives us the opportunity to choose our own judgment. And so when you think about Talking about people and, and criticizing and judging people. Think about your own judgment that everything you're saying and doing against others is going to come back against yourself. It'll change 
It'll change your posture when you are speaking evil of someone else, when you're saying, this is my own judgment. So that's why it behooves you. Find something good to always say about everybody. Find something good, something positive. Say something good. Don't be a fault finder. Don't be a criticist. How many of you all like to, after you've been out, you know, you've been in church, you like to, as soon as you get home, you like to talk about folks that you encountered or saw. Child, did you see what she had on today? Did you see what, did you see the pastor's hat today? <laughs> you know, we like to get over and talk and discuss events and fault find. I, can, I can't recall anything good. We ever say we're always fault finding and nitpicking and criticizing and condemning and putting people down. And so uh, you're giving out your own judgment. Our relationship with God is measured by how we treat other people. Your relationship with God is not measured by your church attendance. I'm, I'm delighted you're here. That's a blessing. I'm, I'm thankful. Praise God. Thank God for you. Those that are watching my television. Praise God for those of you that are listening online. I'm grateful for that. But I want to say something here. Your church attendance or your spiritual activity does not show your relationship with God. Your prayer life, your, your earnest prayers... Your relationship with God is not determined or measured by your prayer life, your knowledge of God's word, the reading of the script. All of these are good things. They're right things, things we should be doing. But what I'm saying is your relationship with God is not measured by spiritual activity. Your relationship with God is measured by how you treat other people. You know, the Bible simply says, uh, I believe it was James, James or John, one of them said this. How can you say you love God whom you haven't seen and you don't even love your brother who you see every day? So our measure, our measure for our relationship with God is how you treat other people. I got two important things to say to you. Love God and love people. Turn your name and say, love God and love people. Folks, that's the conclusion of the whole matter. That's the sum of the whole matter. You can learn to love God and love people. You have mastered this whole book. You've mastered it. You have mastered God's will for your life as far as his will... For us as Christians, as people of God, that's the conclusion of the whole matter. Love God. Isn't that simple? Love God and love people. Somebody asked you, what is the great commandment? Which, is the, you know, which of the commandments is the greatest? He said, love the Lord thy God with all your soul, heart, mind, strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. That was it. He said all the, he said, all the commandments are summed up in the, into these two here. Those are two things. Love God, love people. Love God. Say it again. Love God and love people. Love God and love people. So when we love people, you can't love people by criticizing them, by tearing them down and condemning them. Um, when, we, when a person is not in your presence and you're talking behind their back, 
what you're doing, you're tearing that person down in the eyes of somebody else. So you're tearing down the image, the reputation. You're tearing down uh, this person in the eyes of somebody else. You're belittling them and you're hurting them. You're, you're damaging them uh, when you do that. And so that's why Jesus tells us not to have this criticizing, this uh, judgmental spirit and to be very careful to love God and to love people. Turn over, flip over, if you will, to the book of James. Notice it, it says the same thing here in the book of James, chapter 4. The book of James, chapter 4, and that's at the back of your Bible, right in front of 1 Peter. <laughs> Some of you said, well, if I knew what 1 Peter was. <laughs> the book of James, chapter 4. But look at verse 11 and 12. The book of James, chapter 4. Verse 11 and verse 12. Notice what it says. It says, speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother speaketh evil of the law and judges the law. But if thou judge the law... Thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judges another? In other words, it said, there's only one God. And the last time I checked, it wasn't you. <laughs> you know, Jesus used an interesting word in Matthew when he talked about you know, the speck and the plank, he, he, he uses the interesting word. He says, you know, you're trying to get a speck out of your brother's eye and you have a plank in your eye. And the speck, he's talking about uh, like a splinter, a piece of sawdust, just a, a small speck. And then yet there's a, a plank or a beam as a tree in your eye. And you're trying to get a speck out of your brother's eye. And so Jesus uses the word. He says, thou hypocrite. Now, hypocrite in the Greek means play actor, means play actor. And so he's saying you have become an actor when you are judging someone else. You become an actor. You're acting as if you are God to them. Yet you yourself are not fit to judge anybody. And so uh, he, he, he goes over explicitly there in Matthew that he says, you know, you're trying to get this speck out of your brother's eye. And you have a plank, a log, a timber in your own eye. And then he says this. He said, first, he used that word first. Everybody say first. He said, no, first remove the plank from your own eye. And there's a reason he tells us to, to, to do that first, because um, number one, the, over in the book of Romans, the, the scripture we didn't have a chance to look at, but Romans 2, it talks about, it's interesting, it talks about people that really judge when they're really honest with themselves. They're doing the same things that they're judging other folks for. And so that's why Jesus said, first, get the plank out of your eye. In other words, Jesus saying, look. If you really be honest with yourself, and if you start, if you take a hard look at yourself, 
you'll see that you're not in any condition to be judging anybody else. You have enough work, enough responsibility, taking care of the things that you need to change in your own life. Now, Jesus said, when you when you have straightened out all the things in your life, then you go. And it's, it's a reason he says you do it first to yourself, because when you do it first to yourself, when you start looking at your own life, you realize that you're in need of the grace of God yourself. You're saying, oh, woe is me. And and because you realize the grace of God in pulling the plank out of your own eye, you say, my God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And as you remove the plank out of your own eye, now he says, go to your neighbor, because now you can go to your neighbor out of a spirit of grace, not judgment, because you just removed by grace, recognizing the grace of God in your own life. And now you can go and minister grace to your brother. So remember, now how we judge others, this is what comes back to us. So do you want grace? When we fall, we want grace. When other people fall, we want justice. But no, Jesus said, however you judge others, that's going to be the same measure I use to judge you. And so if you want grace, you want mercy, deal with grace and mercy as you deal with others. Others who have fallen, others who have faults, because we have faults. We have fallen. And in fact, we have a plank in our eye. You know, we have something. We have things that are wrong in our lives. And so be merciful, be graceful as you deal with other people, because this is the same judgment that will come back to you. So be careful. Be careful. So Jesus, he tells us to judge not. Sometimes we can have preconceived notions about other people that causes us to judge people wrongly. And that's one reason why we aren't supposed to be judgmental, because judgmental people tend to jump to conclusions. And we normally are inaccurate in our conclusions about people, and we judge people inaccurately. I recall the story of a man who was, uh, he was getting on a ship, a cruise ship, and when he had checked in his room, he actually had a roommate that he did not know. And so when he met his roommate, he quickly, after greeting his roommate, he quickly gathered his valuables and went up to the purser's desk. And he said, I need to turn in my valuables here because I just met my roommate. His purser said, that's very interesting because your roommate just came here five minutes ago and turned in his valuables. <laughs> So sometimes we can have we can have preconceived notions about people and, and judge people and we can be completely wrong because we don't have all the facts. We don't know the whole story and we can be completely off in our judgment. I recall Charles Swindle, Dr. Charles Swindle. He said he was holding a, a great meeting and he said this man came to meet him right before the meeting had driven several thousand miles to be there. And he told him, he said, Dr. Swindle, I'm delighted to be here in your meeting. And he said, this has been a dream of mine all of my life. And he said the man sat there on the front row. And he said during the convention that night, he looked and the man was dead asleep, head dropped, slobbering all of himself. And, you know, this irritated Dr. Swindle. And he said, well, 
He excused it. He said, well, maybe the man was tired from driving. The next night, same thing happened. And the third night, same thing. So by this time, Dr. Swindler was just completely irate. And at the close of the meeting, the man's wife came up to Dr. Swindle and she said, I would like to apologize for my husband. She said, he's a terminally ill cancer patient, doesn't have long left to live, and the medications make him drowsy. And Dr. Swindle said he had to repent in his heart because he had judged him just as a lazy bum who was inattentive. And so that's why the Bible tells us not to judge because we can't see the whole picture. We don't know all the facts. We don't know what people are going through. We don't know what has happened to them. And so that's why we have to be very careful to leave the judging to God. You never know. We don't see. A lot of times you may even see something, someone, someone has done something wrong and been involved in something horrendous, but you don't know. They might have repented in their heart. And yet we're judging them out of the sin they've committed, not knowing in their heart they're right with God. And so judging can be extremely tricky. And so that's why Jesus just simply used those two words. He said, judge not, don't judge, don't do it. You're not fit to be a judge he said, take care of your own life. You got enough stuff to fix. The next time you want to criticize and talk about somebody else, go look in the mirror. Take a look at the plank. <laughs> and you will find that there are so much, there are so many things that we need to take care of in our own lives. So don't judge. Don't judge. Be, be merciful. Be gracious. I had some other wonderful scriptures that I wanted to share with you, but we don't have time. I like something that somebody said. It says, he said, nothing is easier than fault finding. No talent, no self-denial, no brains, no character are required to set up in the judgment business. And so don't judge. Thank you all so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to airjesus.com and listen to this message, message number 7379. You can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. Praise God. I, I didn't get an opportunity to even really get in half of what I wanted to share about this. And, uh, but I pray that I shared enough to at least to cause you to speak wonderful things, good things, positive things about people. And remember that we exact our own judgment as we judge others. This is exactly the measuring stick that God will use to judge our own lives. This ends message number 7379 by C. Elijah Bronner. To send this message number 7379 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 7379. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.